0: Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell.
1: And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell.
0: What is the Gone Boss Podcast?
1: Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community, we'll interview them, find out what makes them tick. The cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work and how they've gone boss.
0: This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at schaeferleadership.com.
1: We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at luckytats.com.
0: If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We
1: might use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and come hang out with us. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Betty Brewer, president and CEO of Minatrista Cultural Center.
0: Our premier sponsor today is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at schaeferleadership.com. What do they have coming up?
1: On March 10th, they'll be having a coffee talk entitled The Power of the Pause."
0: The pause. The that pause. That that long stretch of silence between two people yes. that is just weird.
1: It is the simply put, the pause is the few moments of silence between listening and talking. But there's nothing simple about finding that and using it to its fullest. So how to how to create a pause. But not make it awkward. During this presentation, we'll dive into the reason for the pause, learn how to find your pause, and give your pause the power to stop conflict in its tracks.
0: Now, this is the whole reason why I can never work at Indiana Public Radio, is because I don't pause. Well, they pause perfectly.
1: They do. And now we're going to learn <laughs> the, the, the power of the pause with Callie Solanke from the Community Foundation of Muncie and Delaware County.
0: Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. In the studio with us, we have Betty Brewer, President and CEO of Minnetrista.
2: Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Angie.
1: Hello. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Well, thanks.
0: So tell us a little bit about your background, because actually, we've known each other for years now, but I don't know anything about the background.
2: Perfect. I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe my, she wants to keep it that my way. Job She's a is woman done. of mystery. how do you end up
0: at Menatrista? Because you're you're not a Munsonian, are you?
2: I am not. I'm native to Virginia. Well, I came here for the job, basically. Okay. So I've been in the field, the nonprofit museum field for 40-ish years. Okay.
0: <laughs> now, now, where all have you been, though? How have you worked?
2: Okay. Well, let's see. Let's start with getting out of graduate school. Okay. okay. We, we won't go back further than that. <laughs> so professionally, getting out of graduate school, I have worked in Virginia, Maryland, Washington, D.C., Kentucky, oh, Texas if you count the internship, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and here. Wow. Wow. Right. You have been <laughs> all around. been all over the place. Nice. Oh, is that all working in museums and, and that kind um, of area? In, when I first got out of school, I actually had a full one-year internship, a very unusual thing for mm-hmm. graduate school. Uh, that was in Texas. Oh, okay. I was going to school at George Washington University in D.C. So I got spent a whole year in Texas at the um, West Texas Historical Society. I may not have the correct <laughs> name of that, but it <laughs> well, was West Texas go, State yeah. University. Oh, okay. But the cool thing about it is, I already knew I wanted to go into museum administration.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I got to work in every section of the museum, including a conservation lab, which was really important because it just totally 100% convinced me I did not want to be a conservator. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: um, uh, so that was great because that gave me an understanding of how every department functions and has to work and mm-hmm. all those things, and then how they have to come together. And work, awesome. so that was cool. Then I moved back to um, Northern Virginia, taking a temporary position in the photography and art department of what was then Science 82 Magazine, 83 Magazine, somewhere around there. Okay, which was publication of the AAAS. Okay, so that was temporary. I was, you know, going to look for something real. That turned into three plus years. Okay,
1: so not quite so temporary, not as you quite thought. so temporary.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then I wandered back into the um, university. And someone said, So what are you doing now? And I said, looking for a job, got an educator's position seasonal down in Southern Maryland. So that was first real museum work outside the internship mm-hmm. and that moved into becoming a private curator for a philanthropist okay. who lived in DC. That was longer than anticipated and it's <laughs> but funny how then life works like that. parlayed sometimes. that somehow our networking and relationships mm-hmm. into working for the then Institute of Museum Services, a funding agency, now the Institute of Museum and Library Services. Oh, okay. In DC. Uh, we funded museums. At that time, we were the only source of general operating funds to museums around the country. That was cool because I got to travel all around the country visiting museums. It was it was amusing because they thought I traveled with a paper bag full of money.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're not just there to like hand them the bag full of money. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it
2: didn't work out that way. Yeah. <laughs> Finding out what museums around the country oh, were I bet doing. You got to see all kinds of like cool museums. Very was very different cool. Things. Oh, I was there long enough that I really wanted to get and seeing all these museums these great museums around the country, I really wanted to get back into a museum. So I started, you know, looking, casually looking, and I got one or two offers, and my director at the time said, I thought you wanted to be a director. And I said, well, I do. She says, that's not going to get you there. So I turned some down, and then I actually did get my first director's position in Kentucky with a small museum in Owensboro, Kentucky, and uh, I think we had a a staff of four and a half, five people. But I was there for five years, and then it was time to move on. Went on to another similar-sized museum in um, Delaware. Delaware put me close to my mother's home in Virginia. She was ill. Great little museum, but it also met my personal needs of being close to family. Sure. Was there only a couple of years? So I did that with. It was a larger institution, so it had a science center, an IMAX theater, a performing arts theater. Yeah, that was all of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, that seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah. And they were looking for a vice president for the science center, and I'm like, sure, okay. why not? Okay, you know, I'll toss my hat into that ring, and and then. Some Suddenly, I heard from them again, and I was being brought up for an interview. I got the offer. For me, it was a huge step up and forward in my field, Mm -hmm. so I had to accept it. It was interesting. We did some fabulous things there, and I was there—I left there in 2005. Okay, Okay, so good five years And again, I was doing that search, but, you know, you've got a job, so you're Mm -hmm. not desperate kind of thing. And then I saw the announcement for Minitrista Cultural Foundation. Huh? (laughs) <laughs> What's that? <laughs> in Muncie, Indiana. And I'm like, why do I know Muncie, Indiana? Because I don't know the Midwest. Right. Yeah. Obviously, I'd been to Indianapolis, you know, for a conference. Mm-hmm. Sure, you were down there in Kentucky for a while. I was in Kentucky. but then that's when I remembered Middletown. So okay. I had read parts of Middletown in, as an undergrad mm-hmm. in anthropology. There you have it.
0: Out there on the East Coast, you were reading the, about reading Muncie. About the the, at
2: Middletown the University studies. of Virginia, oh. I was reading part of the Middletown studies in anthropology class, social anthropology
1: Interesting.
2: Well, they, they had set up a meeting for me without asking me for a time and date, and we were on our way to Hawaii.
1: Hmm.
2: <laughs> I had like a two-hour layover, so that's for my first interview. You <laughs> cannot meet me in the airport <laughs> then. <laughs> United Airlines Club Lounge. Okay, interesting. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah, and then I had two interviews here on site with board members.
0: What were your first impressions Monty Muncie and Evenman? So interested?
2: actually, so the very first one was just me. Mm-hmm. I I was taken with the place. I didn't really spend much time in Muncie on that interview. It was kind of an in and out mm-hmm. type of thing. But then invited back for the second one. They invited my husband to join, and we did the tour thing, and the lunch, and the dinner, and the reception with the um the board mm-hmm. in the evening. And we stayed here at the Roberts. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was open. Then. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. That's where they put us up. It was. It was very nice. And it happened to be a. Thursday, and in fact, at that time I didn't realize it, but it was the first Thursday when Arts Walk was in May. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, all
1: right.
2: On a Thursday evening, and there are all these people out, and I'm like, it's a Thursday evening, <laughs> what is going and on, and they're out for art, yeah. This is awesome.
1: Well, they planned that uh, <laughs> that visit well, I think, right? I, I, I'm not sure they even realized
2: okay. what, what well, was going on there. Good. And so when they said they wanted me back for a second interview, they had put it like a week later. And I'm like, I am going to be in Indianapolis the week before on someone else's dime. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can just come down to Muncie. Yeah,
2: exactly. We can rent a car and come down to Muncie, Mm -hmm. which is what we did. No, we came up to Muncie. I I never get that right. I don't either. Even now. it seems. I was about ready to correct the both of you, but
0: I'm not going to
1: do it. Well, you know how
2: directionally challenged I am in general. Oh, I'm terrible. I can't walk out of a hotel room and go in the right direction. I can't
1: either. Ah. Matt just goes in the opposite direction of wherever I go because I'm always wrong.
2: I usually step outside and wait for Steve to make a turn. There you go. I've learned, I've, I've determined to do that as well (laughs) so we were just really impressed with muncie and how friendly everyone was obviously i got the job offer Yeah. (laughs) yeah and they brought us back again for house hunting and everything and harrisburg is a Pretty nice city and everything, but you could go places and people were just rude. Really? (laughs) They were just rude. I felt like I was in Jersey. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did I say that out loud? (laughs) So we were driving around neighborhoods and stuff like that on our own without the realtor. In places where had we been doing that in other places I've lived... People in those neighborhoods would be giving the stink eyes, like, who are you? We don't know your car. Right. They Why would are not driving appreciate you neighborhood? driving around. Around here, people are waving and just... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, all this kind of thing is like, this is just so cool. Yeah, well, I noticed I used to work for Dave and Buster's for their corporate office and my section, one of my stores that I was in charge of was the New York store and then also the Maryland store. And here I am, I was 20 years old at the time (laughs) from the Midwest and I'm calling these New Yorkers on the phone and trying to get them to do what they're supposed to do the right way because they're doing it the wrong way. And I would get off the phone and be like, those guys are so mean to me. Why are they always yelling at me? And like, <laughs> one of the other people were like, they're not yelling at you. They're not trying to be rude. That's just the way they talk. And it's just how they are. And once I figured that out, I was like, OK, I can work with these guys a little bit better. But it, it was a learning curve of yeah, you know, yeah, regionally, people are a little bit different.
0: So you took the position in what? 2000...
2: 2005. Okay. It'll be 15 years in July. Oh, Holy wow. cow. Okay.
0: So what has changed at Manitrista since you've been there?
2: We don't hear elitism, really, anymore. Mm-hmm. That was a big word when I arrived. Um, They say, well, you know, you have this perception of elitism. I'm like,
1: not so much. Right. Well, because now, so like, I mean, families come there all the time. Oh, Schools that, come for field trip. And
2: mm-hmm. so we've spent the American Alliance Museums and the Institute of Museum Services partner to do a program called the Museum Assessment Program. And so in that process, we had one of our um, assessors, a um, national museum figure that came in to town and worked with us, that said, you guys just need to become ruthlessly audience centric. Okay. And Ruthlessly. I'm going to take that. Mm-hmm. So we took that on and we've become extremely visitor focused. So we learned why people come to us and that helped us start to focus in again. So we have hobbyists that come to Minatrista but we have bird watchers and photographers and, and the glass jar specialists and the, just pick a hobby, any hobby, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll find now Pokemon, Go mm-hmm. players, all the hobbyists come to us. Well, I can't have an expert in all of those areas, all my staff. So we're not focused on hobbyists per se. We garden. If you're a gardener, come see what you can learn at our place. Mm-hmm. We actually do have experts there, because um, duh, right? Well, yeah, because <laughs> you have a beautiful garden. Um, but I don't have an expert photographer on mm-hmm. my staff or a.
0: But your place is one of the most popular places in all of Muncie to take four photos. photos. Absolutely. It is.
2: It is. We actually had to start getting a handle on that a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It was getting a little. I mean, there are crazy.
1: photographers everywhere. <laughs> there
2: were. So we now offer um, a membership for professional photographers yes. that we believe is a really good deal. Mm-hmm. So we offer that membership. So if you're professional, which means even more than, I think, just a tripod. But, you know, if you want to bring lights and you're bringing out props. I and mean, we had people bringing sofas.
1: <laughs> oh, my.
2: Seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and putting them in garden beds. Uh, yeah. So as a professional photographer, you have the opportunity to work with us. We will take you all around the property, give you the do's and don'ts, mm-hmm. um, and also put you on our website as a preferred photographer, that type of thing. The only event we do not police one way or the other is prom season. We just let it happen. <laughs> it's going to happen one way or the other. It's be hard to police <laughs> we, anyway, wouldn't it? Oh, but? my gosh. Um, we actually, well, was several years ago when it was so cold, prom season was oh, early, yeah. it was so cold, we just started opening the center building as well and letting people people take photos on the stairwell and You know that type of thing. Yeah, that's great, and we love people to share their photos with us. You know, on Instagram and Facebook and all those things that I'm not as familiar with as as my team members. Oh yeah, but but that's all right. That's why you have team members to help tag us.
1: Yeah, hashtag us. I understand hashtags. Uh, (laughs) Yes, we hashtagged. Zuzu and I went to Fairy Sprites and Lights, and we loved it. She loves it. She wants me to. She's like, Mom, you should dress up like a fairy, and we can go. I'm like, All right, whatever. Exactly. So it was amazing. And love I loved it. your pictures. They were lovely and they we tagged great. you guys. And all that, they were so. great. Yeah we, lo- we love
2: that. When we did our brand change we also adopted a new mission statement and for the first time actually articulated that we are the home of the ball jar. Okay. No one else can be the home of the ball jar and we use home in a very broad sense mm-hmm. because we have the family homes so the jars weren't made on our site but we hold all of that legacy and heritage mm-hmm. and trust and we've embraced. The the whole concept of family, and we don't define family. You define family as it works for you. So our family memberships aren't two parents and two children, or you know something like that. It's whatever is your family, and we want to be a support to families. We want them to be able to come to us, do things together, um, not just have mom sit on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Although there's also opportunities for mom to take a break while the kids are running wild in the backyard garden. Oh yeah, because it's a, a secure, safe place. Mm-hmm. All of that is that. That's what. That was the whole focus of opening the new oakhurst experience was to make it a family mm-hmm. experience and now of course we're running full head of steam into the bob ross i experience. know that's gonna be amazing
1: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: so um it's just we're just we're not slowing down where if
1: anything we're picking up speed now when you were a kid did you you know you thought Bob Ross like lived there and Yeah I thought and Sesame big, Street and was Sesame uh, Street filmed was filmed in there in that little building as well. <laughs>
0: I, I didn't even think about Bob Ross on uh it, it was actually Sesame oh, Street was it? because okay. I was 5 years old or 6 oh, years okay. old going by there and I was like oh yeah big birds
1: in there. <laughs> That's just something you you thought. Back well, ago. of course, big bird lives there for sure. Well, yeah. Bob
2: probably had birds. He had squirrels. He had mm. raccoons. He had, he had all oh. kinds of things. Yeah.
0: So tell us about your family.
2: Okay, so. So
0: I know Steve.
2: You know Steve. <laughs> we know Steve. So um, I have two stepdaughters, okay. courtesy of Steve. I inherited them as they were going into their teens. Very interesting Oh, wow. I
1: I have done that as well. There you go.
2: Yep. (laughs) And courtesy of one of my stepdaughters, I also have a seven-year-old grandson. I can't believe he's seven years old already. He's not far away, but he's just far enough away that I don't get to see him as much as I'd like to. Mm -hmm. I didn't have my own children, so this was um, an unexpected delight to suddenly have two wonderful daughters our younger daughter lives in australia with her husband but oh, wow. they are here in the states right now even as we speak nice and we will join up with them on tuesday and send them back send home well, um, that will be good to be able a to great spend guy. some time with them we have yeah. a great son-in-law i have two brothers my parents are gone. Steve's parents are gone. Um, but I'm back to the East Coast on a fairly regular basis. That's where my core base of friends, if you will, mm-hmm. are in the D.C. Baltimore. We've been together for 40-plus years, many of us. We get together every New Year's Eve and have done that for close to 40 years. Okay. So I try to make that whenever I can. Family in Massachusetts. Actually, family just south of here in Cincinnati. Okay. Um, why don't we see each other more often? <laughs>
0: right because they're too close yeah
2: that's (laughs) probably it i think i see the family in massachusetts more frequently than i do my cousin in cincinnati
0: so what do you do for fun
2: what do i do travel travel whenever i can i travel i read just a few years
0: ago you went to ireland or something like that
2: um i have a friend over there um a a college friend that owns her own b&b and well, that's, that's where we head. yeah it yeah. is that's where we stayed the first time we mm-hmm. went the second time we went we rented a car <laughs> and you have to drive on the wrong side of the road and poor steve <laughs> had to do all 98 percent of the driving because i got vertigo three days in oh um and it i recovered but by that time, he decided I was the navigator and he was going to drive. Oh. So the last day we were there, I said, I've got to drive at least once. And now I understand why you keep running into the curbs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't driven over there, but I get it. It's exciting on different. those little country roads. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah, it's a little nerve-wracking. A little but nerve-wracking. travel is your thing. I love to travel. Last fall we did a cruise um through italy and greece mm-hmm. uh sort of to get lay of the land kind of thing so we know where we want to go back to and spend some time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah kind of no, that's a good way
1: to kind of scope things yeah. out. that sounds like yeah. the
0: way you do it you 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 visit once and then you, then go, you
2: back go back a, a year to really dive hundred. in well i will go to ireland for the rest of my life um that's my family heritage on my mother's side, and. It's a beautiful, beautiful country, and it's no larger than Indiana square footage wise. But I still haven't seen any everything. Right. I've seen things, I haven't seen everything. Gone back to some places twice already.
1: I'm in the middle of Outlander right now. I just got sucked I, yeah, in. Yeah, you and know, I'm, I, I'm not I seeing it. I'm like, it's so
2: beautiful. I, and that's actually more Scotland, I think. You're right. But, now that but I'm it's thinking about but it's the Celtic. It. W- it's the Celtic world. <laughs> the Celtic. World. And I okay, love. Right. I love everything about the Celtic mm-hmm. world. I've just. Um, I'm almost through. How the Irish saved civilization. Uh, great book. Great history book. Mm-hmm. Actually, just all things Celtic.
0: And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. So the number one question is, what's your favorite band or artist? Mm,
2: And artist, I mean music artist. Right. (laughs) I I don't think I can name a favorite individual or group. Acoustic, folk music, Celtic music. I discovered Kate Wolf and then two years ago, after that, she died, so that was sad. But there was a great place in Virginia
0: for that music. Now, oh, do you God like felt... like what was it? Celtic Woman. Wasn't yes, that a Celtic thing? Woman. She,
2: they're still a thing. Okay, they just keep changing voices. And okay. Celtic Thunder is the male version.
0: No, oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, about
1: they're it. awesome. That would be good. I, yeah. get, well, I always think Celtic Thunder is like a Las Vegas act, right? <laughs> right. But like the, <laughs> the ch- male the review or whatever. You know, the chieftains. Chieftains. Yeah. Gr- yeah. Oh, okay. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm closer
2: to night owl, but I. I fear I may be in a transition moment (laughs) (laughs) in my life. You're
0: you're getting up earlier and earlier.
2: I am, and I can't sleep late on weekends anymore. What's your favorite book? Lord of the Rings. Tolkien. Okay. I don't know how many times I've read it. Have
1: you ever met anyone famous?
2: Met, yes, and seen Out and About, yes, because I lived in D.C. I guess you probably did see a lot of um, them. Give us a few names. Met um, Barbara and George Bush in the Rose Garden for an event. Barbara's lovely. Mm-hmm. George basically wandered in, said hello, and which was nice. Yeah, um, Got to meet, and someone I would consider even better than that, got to meet Tom Selleck Ooh. very briefly. When he was in town donating his um, cap and jacket from...
0: Magnum, Nigeria.
2: thank you, to the Smithsonian. Oh. I was in a meeting, and he had to come through that room, and it was a meeting of women. Oh, so I- we had lunch meetings <laughs> in this room, and we were told—we knew Tom Selleck was in the museum, mm-hmm. but we were told that he would be exiting through that conference room. Well, we're going to camp so out our, here as long as our possible, Our lunch right? was supposed <laughs> to be 12 to 1, right? We always had a speaker and everything, and he was supposed to be leaving like 20 of 1, quarter of 1. Well, it's just before one and nothing. And his handler actually came into the room several times and said, no, honest, ladies, he'll be here any minute.
3: <laughs>
2: and we just kept asking our speaker questions. They were totally nonsense questions. None of us cared. But we were not, we, leaving, we not that leaving that room.
1: We see Tom Selleck. I don't blame you. Yeah, that's awesome. He
2: put his hand on my
1: shoulder. Ooh, I know. there you go. That's worth it.
2: Um, Nancy Reagan and George Will were having lunch.
0: What's your guilty pleasure? Chocolate wine,
1: uh, trashy TV, trashy TV,
0: uh, probably bad hot, art. Hot fudge no. Sunday.
2: Hot fudge Sunday? Yeah, but I don't remember last time I actually had one, so I must feel really guilty about it. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? I would have to. I don't see many movies, mm-hmm. so i probably have to go back to like Casablanca. Okay, or It's a Wonderful Life, something like that. Well, those are Matt's two favorites. So I'm going to say those you choices. hit the nail
1: on the head there. <laughs> those, those are awesome. Those are both yeah. of his favorites.
0: What's your hidden talent? Cake decorator. Really? Cake dick, right. Yeah, especially
2: ice cream cakes because that was my first job.
1: Really, mm-hmm. at
2: a Dairy Queen or no, at a Baskin Robbins. Baskin
1: Robbins. Yes. Okay,
2: I became the party
1: box person. Oh. Very nice. So you are skilled. At-
2: uh, yeah, if I've got the right kind of icing, I can. I can still do roses. I can still do black-eyed Susans. I'd have to really work on my violets again, I think, because cool. you have to hand paint those puppies. Oh, that does not sound <laughs> fun
1: to me. No, thank you. Do you sing in the shower?
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs>
1: I thought you were saying, oh, absolutely not. I'm like, all right, that's even better.
2: The best resonance is
1: in the shower. It is the best in the shower. I agree.
0: Star Wars or Star Trek?
2: Yes. Which one? All of the above? Yes. Both of them.
0: (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Science
2: fiction, man. Plus um, Leonard Nimoy and Harrison Ford. Uh, Yeah. You can't go wrong with that, I suppose. Yeah. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Just the, the smile face, the bigger smile mm-hmm. kind of thing, and a heart. Although lately on Facebook, it's probably been the head slap. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, that's <too. laughs> Awesome.
0: Thank you so much for being our guest today. Really My appreciate pleasure. it. My pleasure.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. No problem. Thanks for stopping by.
0: Also sponsored today by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more at LuckyTats.com.
1: All right. Well, today we're going to talk about an FAQ, Frequently Asked Question.
0: An FAQ.
1: Yes. Why are piercings and tattoos so expensive? Because they hurt.
0: No, no. Not I don't know why. because they
1: hurt. Well, because, you know, you're investing in something that's going to be on your body forever. You know, so, and it
0: changes the entire look and appearance of your body.
1: Yeah, whether it's a piercing or a tattoo or whatever, you want to make sure you get it done right and you get it done by artists who know what they're doing and really are in, in, invested in making that look as good as it can. So you know what? I think, I mean, there are some things. I am cheap. I don't like to pay full price for anything, right? right. You know this as my husband. But there are things I do not want to skimp on. Like
0: And that is tattoos and marketing.
1: Marketing tattoos because <laughs> marketing is the same thing. That's if you, true. If you pay
0: almost nothing for your logo,
1: it's going to look you're like you not paid almost be nothing for your in. logo, right? So you don't want it to look like some prisoner did it, like you know, <laughs> <or> <laughs> with something. a, needle, with and a some needle, and some ink, some and ink. who knows what they're doing or whatever. So you know, they invest in renewable resources, high quality supplies, all that good stuff to keep their shop super clean. So. Um, just think I mean I have this tattoo on my arm that isn't cheap but you know it's going to be on my body for the rest of my life I want Mm -hmm. it to look good um, and I want to make sure that it's done well and taken care of well and all that so um, but you know if you feel like you got a high quote or whatever you can always talk to them because they want to work within your budget and things like that as well but you're investing in a piece that's going to last your whole lifetime so don't skimp on that don't skimp on like you can buy the generic cereal or whatever but you don't want to skimp on your tattoo you can find out more at luckytats.com
0: So, a few weeks ago, we were talking about Chef Boyardee and Spaghettios and different things. Yes, modern
1: conveniences. Remind
0: us of what that story entailed.
1: Okay. Well, you know, me, I am a working mom and I'm doing a lot of things. I'm in a show at the Civic. And so I'm trying to be proactive and smart with my time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to order grocery pickup. This is this new, wonderful invention that I can just pull up to Walmart or Payless or anywhere else. And they throw it in your trunk. And they will put you're it in off. my trunk and I will drive it home. So you're, I did that. You're
0: also one of those prescription people. You pull around and, I did. and wait I did, for your prescription. I did that yesterday.
1: I went through the drive-thru the for drive-thru. my prescriptions. Oh yes. My if I could like not have to talk to humans, I would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was being a modern, convenient woman, and I bought what I thought were SpaghettiOs.
0: So our child loves SpaghettiOs with meatballs.
1: Yes. Chef Boyardee.
0: No. No. Campbell's.
1: Campbell's. That's
0: where you went <sighs> wrong. <but>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, this, it has gone awry already. So Campbell's SpaghettiOs with meatballs. So I came home, and I had spaghetti and with meatballs. meatballs.
0: And she bought four of them. I bought, yeah, I bought four of them. She got the super pack or whatever. Yeah.
1: So I bought four. I came home. I'm like, here, Zeus, eat this. And she's like, this is disgusting. I'm not eating it. No, I'm not going to eat it. I'm like, fine. I already had it heated up. So then Holdy came downstairs, our 15 year old, and I was like, here, Holdy, eat this. And he's like, ugh. I hate to agree with Audia, but this is disgusting. I am not going to eat this.
0: <laughs> and then I came home. And then
1: you came home and you're like, what in the world is this? Why would this you is buy disgusting. that crap? <laughs> Why would you buy that crap? I'm like, fine, fine, fine. So then the next day I was at the store because I forgot something on my grocery pickup list or whatever. So I was at the store. I'm like, great. I am going to redeem myself and buy the right SpaghettiOs. So then I buy Campbell's SpaghettiOs and meatballs, but their are shapes. Like ABCs. ABCs. They're not the zero. They're not the O's. And then...
0: Yeah, spaghetti O's. Yes. Not spaghetti O's. ABCs. These are spaghetti
1: ABCs. and
0: Big difference.
1: The children still lost their minds. <laughs> I cannot buy the right stuff. um, So I'm banished from buying SpaghettiOs from now on. But we thought... And the whole time I'm like, they taste the same. They're made out of the same stuff. They're just different shapes. It's not that big of a deal. So Amy thought it would be a great idea And we agreed to do a taste test here to see if my children are correct, that they do taste different or not.
0: And who do we have in the studio today with us?
1: Today we have Chef Beth, who is going to administer our taste test.
0: So Beth, have uh, you ever tried any of these uh, delicacies?
4: You know, I can't say I'm a SpaghettiOs (laughs) fan. (laughs) When I told my kiddos what I was going to be doing today, and I said I'm going to do a SpaghettiOs taste test, they're like, Mom, what are SpaghettiOs?
1: Oh, Uh -oh. Oh. your children don't live on SpaghettiOs like ours do.
4: (laughs) So
0: tell us a little bit about yourself and why we called you.
4: Sure. So I am a classically trained chef. Um, I did a stint in Paris, um, had lots of opportunities to cook um, around the country, around the world. And then I used those skills to found a training company called Caregiver's Kitchen. Um, So I work primarily with in-home and professional caregivers, and we train those staff in Cooking healthful meals, nutrition, um, food safety, and managing chronic disease through nutrition.
0: So I bet you, you don't serve this either.
4: Um, it's typically in the two highest sodium <laughs> content list for our population, but I'm sure it is served.
0: All right, so here we go. Are you guys ready?
4: Um, so we've got three different varieties of SpaghettiOs here. And so I'm gonna hand you each a spoonful of one of the brands. Um, I want you to close your eyes, take a bite, and just keep a few things in mind as you're chewing and swallowing. First, I want you to notice the flavor. Is it sweet? Is it acidic? Is it, you know, a good flavor? Is it a horrible flavor? Um, and the other thing would be the mouthfeel. You know, the texture, um, does it coat your tongue? Does it, do you, does it mush in your mouth? Um, you know, how, how do you feel about that?
0: And we are talking about pasta product here. <laughs> with meatballs and we're not sure what the meatballs are made of but we we may dive into that later
4: okay all right here's our first brand all right angie i'm gonna put this in your hand here so just think about it but don't you know spit out what you're thinking okay so as everyone is enjoying that first friday let's hear some thoughts angie what are your thoughts
1: it's smushy it's not, the meatball isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I wouldn't call it good. Husband, what do you think? Oh, wait, can I open my eyes? <laughs> you can open your eyes <laughs> now.
0: I'm like, oh, yeah. You don't have to keep them closed.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I agree with the mushy part. It it was yeah. in, in in your mouth, um, coated the tongue. Um, wouldn't say acidic or anything, just sweet, has Swedish uh, type taste. And the meatball was, uh, yeah. Ugh.
3: So, I had a different experience. Um <laughs> You want to call it that? <laughs> I agree that the, the noodle did coat the tongue. I'm in agreement on that. I'm not sure with what. In fact, my lips even feel a little coated with that. <laughs> um, I thought the meatball was quite bitter. It gave me a bitter t- in the back of my throat. And the noodles, taste they were tough, and they were kind of sweet. But overall, it was kind of bitter for me. I don't know why.
4: Okay.
1: okay.
0: All right, next
3: up.
1: It tastes different. It definitely tastes different. I think it's sweeter, maybe. I don't like the meatball as much. Like, I think the meatball on the other one was better. It coated my tongue, but now I have this, like, weird aftertaste that I don't like. I don't remember having that on the last one.
0: Sorry. Okay. That, that one, the texture was definitely different for me from the um, from the noodle to whatever that thing was, um, which I believe are are abc shapes.
1: I think that was the ABC one.
0: Uh, So definitely a different texture. The meatball, it's all sweet. It coats your tongue. Not my favorite.
3: Um, This one for me didn't give me the bitter bitter taste that I had before. This meatball, this texture was weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of gritty. Kind of gritty and weird. Not great. But overall, sweeter, and I I will admit that this one did taste better. I also accidentally swallowed some of it, so... (laughs) Stand by for the exorcism.
0: Now, we we have to explain <laughs> what she means there. So, someone in this uh, trio of taste testers is gluten free. Yeah,
1: she's gluten sensitive. Yes. Gluten
0: sensitive, sorry. Yes. So, so, she you, tries
1: to avoid gluten, which I'm sure the. I told her are, just eat the oh,
0: meatballs.
3: All the, glu- but all the gluten. All the gluten. Yep. Yeah,
0: so.
1: She has, in true wine t- taste testing fashion, she has a
3: spittoon. Well. <laughs> I'm that problem child. You're that
0: all right round three here we go. Right. go the final one
3: right. gotta get some water going on here thank you
1: okay. i think i like that one the least
0: i like that one the most that okay. one's it that one's it that that one is
1: i think that is the one with the
4: o's yes but so the texture the mouth feel okay. okay so let's just give me your thoughts first, okay. and then we'll do like a review. Okay. gosh, okay. we do that? Yeah, I think no, that'll no, be more I mean, like... Good. All right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah.
1: Okay. I don't know. I think I like that one the least, but maybe it's just because I've had three of them in a row, and now I'm like, Ugh. but But uh, I think it, that one's sweeter. It coats my tongue. The meatball still feels... It's got a weird texture. I'm not sure about that.
0: For me, the taste was much better. Um, I like the mouthfeel. I like the taste of the meatball. More than the other two, I don't know, just reminds me of growing up and eating such things like that.
3: I thought this one was fine. I thought it tasted a lot like the second one. The meatball, I smushed it, and it wasn't as gritty, but kind of gritty still. So I guess out of the three, um, I liked the second one the best only because it, it seemed sweeter to me. And maybe what I remember as a kid. Because we did eat this Free as a kid, memories, yeah. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. I did not eat. I ate ravioli, like the chef boy ravioli. I used to do,
0: beefaroni, mm-hmm.
3: beefaroni, beefaroni, and Mini. lasagna in no. a can. Uh, yeah, lasagna in a can. They no. were amazing.
0: No. No. Don't Oof. chef boyardee. <laughs> he can almost do no wrong, but he does wrong with the spaghetti. That's why nobody ever gets it.
1: Well, okay, so now Beth <laughs> is going to reveal what each of them were.
4: Okay. So our first selection was a Chef Boyardee brand, spaghetti and meatballs. So pasta meatballs made with pork, chicken, beef, and tomato sauce.
1: Okay. And that one, I think, is the one we all kind of agreed. We all didn't like, yeah. It was not good.
4: It was nasty. Our second option was Campbell's SpaghettiOs with meatballs, um, but this is the A to Z pasta shapes.
1: the one Amy liked the best. I liked that one the
4: best. I did not. And our (laughs) third choice was also Campbell's SpaghettiOs with meatballs, but this is the traditional O's. okay. Makes all the difference in the it must have. The one
1: that Matt liked the best, He liked right? the best, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I liked them equally. The yeah,
3: I mean, they were super close. <laughs> super close. But, but if you had to eat
0: one, like, that's what was served to you, which one would well, you pick? if
1: I had to eat one, I would eat one of the Campbell's. But I think between the A to Z and the O's, I think they're just about the same. Pretty darn similar. Pretty darn, pretty darn similar. close. If you yeah. didn't feel it in your mouth, that one right. was A's and
0: one was... Now, I say we do... Just the ABCs and the O's real quick and tell me which one feels better in your mouth, Angie. Let's make her eat more. Me? Yes, oh, you. Why yeah. you?
1: <laughs> because
0: you're the one that bought them.
1: <laughs> okay, fine. All right, give me give
3: me one.
0: This is rapid fire round, okay? So okay. she's going to...
3: Oh, squinty face. Squinty face. All right, one more. Okay. Now, th-
0: this is the other and you tell me which one that you enjoy the most out of those two options.
4: More squinty face. Choice one or choice two, Angie? I think I like choice two better. It's not as,
1: it's smoother, it's not as pasty. Like it feels like thicker. The first one feels thicker.
0: So you're saying you like the O's Uh. with the meatballs, which everybody likes in our household. (laughs) So your
3: kids were right. (laughs) My kids were correct.
1: I stand corrected. (laughs) Suzu, you win. This one tastes better. Still not good for you. I would not call it healthy, but. Your version does taste better than the rest.
0: Thank you so much to Chef Beth for helping us out today.
1: No problem. (laughs) If you need like real like advice for food and nutrition and things like that, you can check her out at caregiverskitchen.net.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss.
1: Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss.
0: We're on Instagram at goneboss2k, or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss.
1: If you have a comment about the show or want to share something with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show.
0: Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us.
1: If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts.
0: Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at schaeferleadership.com.
1: We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoo. Find out more about them at luckytats.com.
0: Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has Gone Gone Boss. boss.